Talk Box Radio. Talk Box Radio. Hello, listeners. This is Lisa Earhart for Talk Box Radio. Today we have a special show all about voice acting. My special guest for today is Nancy Wilson. We'll be taking your calls a little bit later on in the episode. Here's a little bit about Nancy Wilson. Nancy Wilson has been a recognized voice in Los Angeles, producing for many years, most notably as a staff announcer at KTWV-FM 94.7 The Wave. She was a signature voice for Digital Planet, now Sirius, and the voice of smooth jazz for Korean Airlines. Nancy created two national programs, the award-winning environmental radio series Big Blue Planet, now Our Blue World on iTunes, and The Larry Carlton Show on Music Choice. Currently, Nancy is a busy voice actor in Los Angeles and is pursuing an acting career. She recently booked the role of Margaret, mom in the SAG-AFTRA production of the old-time radio series Father Knows Best and is involved in casting SAG-AFTRA's upcoming old-time radio theater production of Gene Autry's Christmas at Melody Ranch at the Gene Autry Theater in Los Angeles. Nancy is a vocal coach and a producer and has trained at the renowned improv school, The Groundlings, in Hollywood. Welcome my special guest today, Nancy Wilson. Hello. Welcome, Nancy. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for, yes, thank you for being here. So, thank Nancy, you. why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about how you got into voice voiceover acting? Well, it's kind of a long story um and i've been involved in a long time so i've seen i've seen the changes um i got involved in it when we were announcers and weren't really actors years mm-hmm. ago and um i actually took like a kind of like a you know a back way in i started out when i was in my teens as one of the first female um engineers in television, so I got mm-hmm. an engineer, an engineering background, and at that time you had to have a first class FCC license to mm-hmm. operate any of the equipment. Yeah, so I did that for uh, actually did uh, videotape and camera operations and um, TD technical directing uh, and audio. Did I say that in camera? Uh, did that for a few years, and I found that. Uh, <laughs> Not only being one of the first women, it was really rough with uh, mm-hmm. just being around nothing but men. Mm-hmm. Need I say more? But uh, then I also found it kind of stifling creatively. So I kind of took a uh, backwards approach and went from television to radio. Mm-hmm. And so basically I was a disc jockey for, for many, many years. I, I had to leave Los Angeles to... Um, I had to leave Los Angeles to become a disc jockey to come back in again. I'm going to turn down this sound because I'm getting yes, feedback. Do. Yeah. So I, I went to a little smaller markets and uh, kind of worked hmm. out my chops and then got back in. It wasn't that easy. It took a lot of years to get back into Los Angeles. Worked at some news stations and then uh, finally wound up at the Wave in Los Angeles. So at that point, uh, I was producing a lot of commercials at the Wave, and uh, wound up on the air as well. Uh, after having been there for so many years, I thought, you know, gee, I'm 
I could easily get into to, uh, voiceover and get an agent because I'm already doing it. Right. So I attempted to get an, a voiceover agent in, here in Los Angeles, and right. I got a real lot of pushback from it. Um, mm-hmm. One of the leading uh, agents here in, in Hollywood said, you know, all you DJs are, are the same. You all think you're voice actors. She said, go, get, go take acting lessons. <laughs> and I was, you know, pretty well recognized. People knew who I was, and I was just really appalled by that and really humiliated. And I re- thought, this is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah talk about Pardon rejection, me? right? <laughs> yeah, about I rejection. just didn't. Un- yeah, I couldn't understand what what she was talking about. That's the thing, you know. I, <laughs> what are like, you I saying? <laughs> yeah, I've done hundreds of commercials. Yeah. By the way, you sounded really, really good well, in your you. intro. Thank you. You want to cast me with in one of your productions? <laughs> yeah, but later I want to ask you about yourself as well. All right. <laughs> After I finish this. <laughs> anyway, so I finally... Uh, I finally decided after trying and trying to not get anywhere, gee, maybe I better take acting lessons. And so um, that's how I got into voice acting. Awesome. So that's right. You know, you, you are to be commended for opening up the doors to other women, especially starting in a field where it was male-dominated. So... Um, congratulations. My hat's off to you. And by the way, we already have two callers here. Um, we've oh. got a 404 area code 907. Thank you guys for calling in. And if you want to speak with Nancy, we will be taking calls in a little while. And all you have to do is press the number one on your keypad to let us know that you want to speak to Nancy. Okay, so so back to, um, so that's how you got into voiceovers. And mm-hmm. is there anything else you want to share with our listeners about that process? I, yeah, I, I, I wanted to say that uh, it's hard to say when the exact transition happened, but maybe about 10, 15 years ago, we went from being announcers to being actors. And um, yeah. I sort of am self-taught but the ironic thing is since then I've taken tons of acting lessons and I could say it is really valuable. Um, yeah. yeah, I it, you can definitely think back probably years ago and see that there has been a huge change in in commercials. Yes, yes. Huge. Yeah. What I understand and, is that producers are now looking for real people. Mm-hmm. So that you're not sounding so producery. I just want to throw this in. This is my little comment. I would like to see any products for women, such as hair care products and the like. Please, please, can we keep the voiceovers for women and not men? Nothing gets men, nothing personal. But I just wanted to mention that because I feel that that would be more appropriate. Maybe it's just because... Uh, men have been doing the voiceovers for women's shampoo for a long time, but I think we need to see that change, don't you? Yes. I, well, I Thank think you. it's the whole idea that the sexy appeal. Yeah. You know, sort of, But, you know, that's a funny thing because I think hair care products are very hard to voice. It's hard for me to find my negative truth in hair care products <laughs> because um, nothing works on my hair except going going to the beauty shop, so... 
That's a different story. So when story. you're in the beauty shop, whatever is working, you need to remember that, you know, have some sense memory of that time. <laughs> <laughs> then do the script. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, the, so would you like yeah, to... The, uh, yeah. Uh, would you like to launch into the um, different bullet points here? Did you want to talk first about rejection? Because we had spoken together. You had mentioned that you wanted to to discuss that, too. Um, I don't have it sure, on the bullet list here, but what would you like to talk about first? I mean, rejection is such a huge, huge part of this business. It's It's like it's more a part of the business than success. And so most of us, um, a lot of a lot of us voice actors here and actors get, and I've seen a lot of my friends sort of fall by the wayside because they can't take it, and because I didn't want to give up on my dream. Uh, by the way, I just have to say that I was told from beginning to end, "Oh, you can't do this. You're never going to do this," and that's a whole other thing. I mean, yes, I many, many many successful. I'm sorry to interrupt. Many yeah, successful no, no, go ahead. people. Many successful people who have risen to great fame for themselves. Not that fame equal, equals success, but it was their you know their goal. There, many people have been turned down repeatedly. So mm-hmm. the idea is that you just keep you know you push harder and. I wanted to just contribute one because I was thinking about this, if I may, and then uh, then you go back to what you're saying because this is I really feel that this may be helpful. Um, If you are dealing with the pangs of rejection and you feel like giving up, and you know we all have to deal with rejection from different avenues in our lives, but um, think of it like this. If you were on, let's say, the Titanic or, you know, I mean, if you saw that movie, what is the movie, the the Titanic movie? What was that movie? Uh, Poseidon Adventure. Um, yeah. It, you know, or any, or the, uh, whatever, any kind of survival, survivor movie. Okay. Picture mm-hmm. yourself after you have been rejected from audition after audition after audition. Picture yourself. As one of those, survive, you are you are going to survive no matter what. Do you think that if you're, you know, you're in the Poseidon Adventures movie about the, the uh, this ship going under, do you think if for a second anybody in that ship said, oh, I can't do it, I'm not going to, I'm not, I can't do it, I just can't. <laughs> you think they would, no, they had to push forward and say, we got to live, we have to right. live. So we are going to do anything to get there, anything. So I would like to just throw out this thought to our listeners that when you're, when you're downtrodden, you're feeling like you are on your last leg, you think survival. Think, mm-hmm. I am going to push forward. Visualize yourself in some kind of situation, like a sinking ship or anything like that that you can relate to. And picture yourself you know, pushing forward because you're going to get out of that ship. You're going to get off that plane. You're going to live that kind of attitude. Put in your mind, you are an actor. So Uh acting is acting is believing. So believe Uh it, believe it and feel it because you have to push yourself harder than anybody else will ever push you. You have to be your own coach and you have to take yourself by the hand and say, now look, do not, do not give up. Picture yourself as, 
You are your best friend looking at you. What would your best friend tell you? Would your best friend tell you, give up, give up, don't know? You know, yeah, I know you went to Hollywood to audition. It's enough already. Give up. No, your best friend is going to say, because that best friend knows this is your dream. That best friend is going to tell you, keep going, keep trying, push harder. You're going to, you're going to get some success. Do not give up. So that, that's just a little thought on my, for my part. I just wanted to share that because I've been thinking right, about and that. It sounds like, yeah. it sounds like you have pers- a personal stake in that. It sounds like it comes from the heart. Yeah. Yeah. Because we all have to deal with rejection, <clears throat> but when you're going to audition, you are in somebody else's territory. So already you're feeling um, maybe a little less powerful and you have mm-hmm. to really, you have to, how, Nancy, how do you walk into an adi- audition if you're nervous and not, you know, not let those nerves conquer you? How do you channel the nervousness? But that's probably the biggest, most important question. And I, it's, it's a big problem for me. And mm-hmm. I, the thing that I really resent about being nervous is that it robs you of that spontaneity and that thing that you know you have inside of you. You know you can really do this well. But when you when, right. but when I get nervous like that, it's like I just I freeze. Yeah. Like when you see when you see squirrels freeze, that's what I do. Um another thing I want to just quickly add, <laughs> I know what my weaknesses are when I get in those situations. Another thing that I do that's really I think a common thing is when I'm being directed, I immediately think, "Uh uh-oh, I did something wrong. And so I'm thinking, oh, gosh, I did something wrong. He doesn't like me, instead of hearing the direction. So that's another issue that I have to conquer, but uh, we all do, because we have to listen. Listening is so, so key, because when they're directing us, we didn't do anything bad. They just want something different. Yeah. So the nerves, I think you just have to practice. One thing that really helped me with my nerves is is going to the ground lanes and taking improv lessons. Mm -hmm. It really helped with my nerves because they just train you. Improv just trains you to just just not think, just do. So the minute you go, you're you're ready to do. That's what you want to do. You're, You're ready to just do your thing when you go. You, you don't think you don't think about the past, the future. You're right here in the present. That's the best so, thing I could say to people. So Go you're take improv, recomm- improv. Now, what if somebody's too nervous to do that? What? How can they deal with that type of fear? Yeah, I know you have to be. It's scary. It's really scary. But you, if you want, if you want to do this bad enough, you're gonna put yourself in those scary situations. And it's when you're ready. You know, I have a lot of students who who waited till later on in life to take voiceover lessons. They always wanted to. It like happens mm-hmm. when you're ready. Mm-hmm. And don't and, put you yourself know, I, down if you're, you know. Now I see that you, you know you are a producer and a coach. So mm-hmm. as a producer, have you produced other people to do voiceovers? Have I produced like their demos? Do you mean or anything? Anything involving other people where you're basically directing them? Yes, I have. I've done well. I I've done a lot of directing of the students, of course, but I've also 
uh, when I worked with the actor Ed Bagley Jr. on Big Blue Planet, he was Ed Bagley was my first. When I created Big Blue Planet, I mm-hmm. the only way that I was first able to get money for that show was I was told only if you get a star to voice it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when I got Ed, I um, I also was able to have that experience of directing him. Mm-hmm. on 10 of the episodes. I also directed Larry Carlton in wow. when I produced the show, um, music, the Music Choice Show. So, yes, I have. The, the reason I'm asking you about that particularly is because do you find that as a producer, this gives you another kind of perspective so that when you're auditioning, you understand producers better and helps you not to take it so personally if they're giving you critiques. You would think that, wouldn't you? <laughs> it was. I mean, it should. Unfortunately, it was just until very recently that it finally dawned on me. Just because the casting people aren't are are looking sad, it's not because I'm bad. Does that answer? Yeah. <laughs> or the director might look grouchy, really, because he was he had a fight with his wife before he came. It's not that I'm horrible. Yeah, um, the, uh, yeah. yeah. Because the reason it did, I'm it, asking, but recently because, uh, when I was, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. You go ahead. No, yes. The, recently, I was involved finally in casting something. Very recently, like a couple okay. weeks ago. Yeah. And yeah. that's when it really, there I was sitting there watching the actors and seeing them, you know, 80 actors come in for this thing. And it, it then I got it. Oh, yeah, this is what it is. Because I noticed was the, I was getting tired. I was getting tired. And they were looking at me and I was thinking, yeah. oh, I bet they think I don't like them. So I was trying to put yeah. a smile back on my face and look real chipper, yeah. you know. Yeah. So that gives you this perspective that you won't have if you were just acting. This is why I'm saying my suggestion, if I could just throw in a suggestion here too, um, is to for voice actors to do their own producing. It doesn't have to be large scale or anything, but just produce something. Uh, If you have, if you're a voice actor and you're doing any online voiceovers, you have some type of uh, voiceover production software. Produce something, cast it for some people. Just get do some auditioning, and mm-hmm. and get some people to be in your your whatever it is you're producing, and you'll and yeah. see and or even just sign up for one of the voice sites, you know the talent pool voice sites, and you can you can uh, put out an audition for something, and you'll start to see what is this like to be a producer. Uh-huh. And I would say that just because you didn't get selected for a part doesn't mean you're not any good. It's just that you're not exactly what they're looking for. That doesn't mean exactly. You're, you yeah. know what? You're just hitting yeah. it right on the head. And I love your idea about Thank cast you. something. That's yeah. a great idea. Cast it, and then you'll have that experience of what it feels yeah. like to look at Even, exact, and then, yeah. then you'll know how to conduct yourself. You'll at least have that other perspective. And maybe then not take it so personally because you'll know what is it like to be in the shoes of the producer. You are looking for when you're putting out a a production, you're looking for something specific. If you're going to do an audition, really 
you know, have in mind what you're looking for. Then start auditioning talent and you'll start to see, oh, you know, there are a few people that sound really good, but this one is the Mm -hmm. one sound I have in mind. And that's why I'm selecting that person. Or maybe I'm going to work with the one who isn't so obnoxious. Maybe you got somebody in there who you really like, but then it turns out they are just terrible to deal with. So then you're going to move on to somebody else. But that's another perspective too. So, oh, you're so right about that. Yeah, we got two callers um, you want to coming take in here. Okay. Um, it's okay. really up to you if you wanted sure, to go. Sure. Why don't over. we? Yeah. Okay. So now I need you got whoever's on. Ooh, another third. Very good. Um, just press if you've pressed the number. If you haven't, please press the number one on your phone. And by the way, just so that you know. Uh, we have uh, scripts for today's show available to download or just open up on your screen there, talkboxradio.com forward slash scripts. The link is at the bottom of the description on the show here, but I'll just give that to you again, talkboxradio.com forward slash scripts. So just go there and check that out. I'm going to try the first caller here who came in, uh, area code, Four zero four. Let's see if I can get you on the line. Caller, are you there? Hello. Hi. Do we have a call? Do we have a caller? Mhm. On four 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 four. Yes. Hello. Can we have your name, hello. please? Hi. I'm. Um, my name is. Do- Hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> You're on with Lisa and Nancy. Hi. My name is Josia. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I was just going to say, I guess, I'm sorry, I'm a little nervous. Um, That's okay. Now, you know, this is apropos because we're talking about nerves. So, you know, this is very fitting. Now, how do you... <laughs> it is. You just pronounce, I, didn't quite, I didn't quite get your beautiful name. Could you just say it again, please? Uh, Dosia. D-O-C-I-A. Jo- it- Dosia? Mm-hmm. Josia. Uh huh. Got it. Josia, very beautiful name. Are you a little more relaxed now, Josia? Uh, it, it's it's D with a D, <laughs> not oh, Dos- a J. Oh my. Okay. <laughs> Josia D. Okay. Josia D. Okay. All right. Okay. So, what have, do you have any questions or comments for Nancy? Oh, well, I was going to say that I'm I'm the type of actor who's very passionate about characters and creating them, and I was wondering if she had any tips or if she had any experience in creating them or um, developing them, uh, like as a producer or as an actor. Um, so. Hi. Yeah, you know what? I, I do a lot of that for voice acting, which is really kind of a unique thing. Are you mostly like a... Uh, theater actor or on camera? What kind do you do? Uh, mostly theater. Okay. And what kind of things have you done in theater? Um, m- mostly villains for the most part, <laughs> I guess. If, if that's the question you're, if that's edgy, the question edgy. you're asking. That means you're edgy. You're, mo- you're an edgy person. Okay, so you do mostly guess, villains. All right. I guess. So. And do you find and what? Do you, What's your biggest challenge when you when you're trying to come up with your character? What or what's your biggest challenge? Um, well, I think overthinking 
overthinking certain details, maybe getting a little too involved in the character rather than, you know, just kind of living in the moment and, you know, performing the character, uh, you know. So in other words, when you're on the stage, you feel like you're thinking instead of being immersed? Is yeah, that fair? a bit, yeah. Yeah, well, what I find, but and I'm again, I do, I, I do this for voice acting, is that I try to find myself, no matter how bad or vicious this character is, you have to find yourself in that person, you know, and maybe that's what's hard because you don't sound like a very villainous person. <laughs> so when you get these roles, I have a feeling you might have a bit of a problem with it. Is that right? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, so um, one of my favorite actors, Jeff Bridges, because my students say this all the time. Well, how do I how do I become somebody if I can't relate to them? Mm-hmm. And I'm paraphrasing, but Jeff Bridges said, "What you do is you find those things in that person that you can relate to, and then you throw the other parts away." Does mm-hmm. that make any sense? Yeah, I think I, so. Well, let me, let me, here's an example I like to use, like with Hannibal Lecter, you know, <laughs> say I got, say I got the chance to play the female version of, of him, I, which I would love to do, um, but I'm not a cannibal and I'm not a murderer <laughs> and so what in the world, how could I relate to this guy? <laughs> um, the thing is that remember how he, he only would kill rotten people. Mm-hmm. People that you don't like. I don't know if you remember that about him. Where you, mm-hmm. you kind of secretly feel, yeah, I'm glad they're gone. You know, yeah. I would, I would hone in on that part. I can relate to that part, although I would never do it. Mm-hmm. Also, the fact that he loves the finer things in life. This is just how I try to become these people. Mm-hmm. Does I? I don't know. If, does that help at all? Do you have? Yeah. Do you have like a character you'd like to talk about and see if we could? somehow fit you in that person? Um, well, I have a question about, um, like, how do I put this? Um, if you, is it true that sometimes if you like your character a little too much that it can per- affect your performance? I know it or, can affect it if you don't like the character. If you judge the character, it's bad. Um, so, as far as yeah. liking too much, I've never heard that that would be a problem. Can you explain that a little bit more? Well, I mean, um, maybe loving your role a little too much that you kind of, I guess, lose sight of who they are in the midst of a performance and in instead, you know, ra- rather than, you know, taking a step back and and thinking, oh, well, you know, this character maybe I'm favoring them too much. Wow. Huh. Um, I wish we had like a a person that you could... Uh, 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 I wish I knew me exactly too. who you were uh, talking about. <laughs> me too. It's just something that I've heard. That you're favoring them too much. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like not... Like if they have bad points, you're not... You're kind of ignoring them or not playing them like you should because you're kind of favoring them? Yeah, like it's affecting your performance. Wow, um, I can honestly say that I've never never, uh, 
heard of that problem where you liked the, the character too much. I have heard of the problem of not liking the person you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you say not liking the person you are, you mean you yourself as the actor or the character yeah. that you're playing? Well, not, not liking, oh. judging the person that you're playing. Okay. You exactly. can't judge the person you're playing. You have to you have to love the person you're playing. That's why I think that actually you have that's not a bad problem to have that you have as far as loving the person. Okay. Are you accepting all the parts of this person? Do you feel like you're uh of this character? You're you understand all the idiosyncrasies, the good and the bad and you love this person anyway. Yeah, yeah. For the most part, yeah. So, Dosia, do you have any of the script available that you might be able to read a little bit and maybe, Nancy, you could give a little coaching to her? Um, I don't. Um, we could come up with a line, then. You want to you want to make up some script right now? We have those monologues on your website, Lisa. That's right. Oh, is there anything in here evil, though? Like, uh... A mean character? No, Galadriel is kind of like the best you can get. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Nothing evil about Galadriel. Um, hmm. Well, you're thinking about Oh, there is that. as good as it gets. What's that? There's the monologue from As Good As It Gets. Helen Hunt's... Uh, that would be kind of fun, I think, for Dosia. Okay, is that? Want to try that? Yeah, that's on the button. Do you have a? Do you have the website in front of you, uh, Dosia? Do you have the uh, the scripts in front of you? Um. Yes. Okay. Great. And then after go all the way to the bottom. I think is the. I have the website. Yeah. Why not? You know, I'm going to bring on another caller while you're looking. Why don't you look that over, and then we'll. We'll have you do a read if that works, because we've got we've got a couple of other callers who've been. Well, you can stay on the line here, and I'm going to bring someone else on now too. Okay. Okay. And yeah, we'll okay. come back to you, Dosia. That'll okay. be, and you can prepare. Okay. Thank so you. we have an Appalachio 26. Um, that might be a Skype call. I'm not sure. Let's see if that person is. Hello, are you there? Do we have a caller on the line? At, uh, hey, hello. Hey, how are you? Welcome to the show. You're talking hello. with Nancy Wilson and me, Lisa Earhart. How are you today? Thank you for joining us. Hey, Nancy, it's Ra. Hey, Ra. Nancy. Ra is hey, Ra. one of my uh, former students. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Ra, I'm <laughs> glad you called in. Yeah, I had to call in when I found out you were doing this. How's everything? Great. So, so Ra is you, uh, Ra, Ra. Tell us what's going on now. Ra has had um, some really he's booked some really good jobs since he left uh, such a voice. Can you can you talk about what's going on in your life? Uh, as of recently, I, I just got my first agent. Uh, I'm now uh, represented by McCarroll and Associates. Wonderful. Thank you. Um, I've had a few. Uh, Ads, obviously, Nancy, you know about uh, the uh, the one for Resvani Motors, the, yeah. the car. And then there's also, uh, I've done a few ads for Texas Tech, uh, their football program, North Texas, uh, Towson University, uh, and a few others. So I'm trying well, to keep congr- it. 
Yeah, congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank yes, you. and Ra has a really interesting background. He's a absolutely fabulous um, music writer. Well, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, he does. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say he he started out doing um, writing really incredible rap music, and then um, decided to get into voiceover, and is is really good. Tell us, you know, what I'm interested in is uh, everybody wants an agent. And they're mystified about how to get one. Can you share how you got your agent? Um, you know what? I was on a what's that uh website? Uh voice One, two, registry dot com, I think it's called. Oh. And mm-hmm. uh they have some scripts there that, you know, you can audition for and it goes straight to the agent. And uh I did a spot for uh for a Chili's ad and she listened to it and she liked me and she gave me a call. That's great. Well, so, that's good, yeah. Because, you know, when you th- when you hear things like that, you think, oh, I wonder if they really do call somebody, right? But, yeah, they, right. but you got an I'm, agent. It's definitely. How real is this? Yeah. But, so it can be. So the point is, it can be done, and it can happen to you. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, it's it's really so. persistence and, and passion. I think that gets you through. Like I, I heard you guys talking about. Uh, you know, kind of hitting that that rock bottom of not knowing if it's going to work. And, I mean, as somebody that's still pretty new, I have those days, you know, where the money's not completely rolling in and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you just have to stay with it and know it's going to it's gonna work out. You know, I, I love voice acting first and foremost. So, you know, it's easy for me to kind of get through those moments, you know, where I'm, I'm kind of doubting what's going on when I'm not getting these callbacks to these auditions. So how Lisa, do you I think you can hear. How do you? I'm sorry. How do you turn that around? Let's say you bring us back to an audition where you didn't get it. How mm-hmm. do you remember how you felt in that moment? And by the way, this is very good for acting training to to remember how you're feeling. You know, um, what, do you remember how, what you were experiencing at the time where? You didn't get the part. And how did you turn yourself around? What kind of thoughts did you put into your head to say, well, move on to the next thing? Um, just forget about it. You know, it's on to the next okay. thing. Uh, there's, I mean, countless reasons why you, you don't get picked for a spot, right? It could be you're not yeah. the voice that they, that they pictured or, you know, may, you know, finances are an issue, whatever it is. And, and you just have to tell yourself you're good enough. You're good at your craft. You've prepared. You've done all you can do, and you know, on to the next spot. If you dwell on it, you it, you'll never get the an answer that will make you happy. So you just have to go on to. I, I get through it by just moving to the next job, the next audition, the next opportunity. Mhm. And you what have uh, you can hear Lisa in his voice. He's got like really an amazing sound. I think. Yes. Thank you. I love, I love Ra's voice. <laughs> Ra, how do you spell your name? Is it R A H? It's R A. Well, it's actually Amin Ra, but everyone calls me Ra, and that's that's kind of my my professional name that I'm using. So it's just R A, Ra. I like that. That's super cool, Ra. Thank you. Yeah, super I, cool. Super cool. I do dude. have another question for Ra. Um, <laughs> and we have another. Yeah, go ahead. No, just really quick. Um, uh, gosh, now what, what was? Oh, so ha- having an agent has this been a a huge change for you as far as your career? Do you know, or is it just like a supplemental 
my point is that a lot of times having an agent doesn't really make a huge difference. It, it's just nice that, to know that you mm-hmm. have an agent. Do you know what I mean? You still have yeah. to do a lot of pavement pounding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. definitely a supplemental at this point. Uh, it's it's kind of, to be honest with you, it's, you know, our relationship is new. I've only been with her maybe a month now. Uh-huh. Um, I've had, you know, a couple of auditions through her so far. Uh, one through Axe, and that would have been a pretty lucrative job had I gotten it. But uh, um, it, it's oh. supplemental, I think, at this point, just having those new opportunities that I may have not gotten on my own. And it's it's an incredible ego boost for me at this point, just knowing I'm good enough to have an agent and knowing I have yeah. somebody out there that can go get work for me. But that doesn't stop my daily um regimen of looking for my own work you know that's I, right. I, I don't depend on her for for my jobs well i'm really that's happy great. for you rod that's wonderful thank you yeah. thank you i mean you've been great to me nancy i, I mean nancy's a great coach i learned thank so much you. from her in the i think it was six months that we trained together and uh i mean I, you're a big reason nancy why i'm able to do what i i do you know why i'm able oh. to 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 um you know, just know what to do, you know, or how to approach a script. I think that was big. That was a really big thing when I landed that Resvani Motors job is learning to get lost in the script and immerse myself into it. Nancy taught me that. And I think uh, getting a coach and, you know, taking time to prepare is one of the most important things you can do as a voice actor. Thank you so much, Ra. Nancy, why don't you give your contact information at this juncture so people can reach you if they're interested in learning more about your coaching services? Oh, sure. I mean, my I'll give you my email. It's um, N as in Nancy, so it's nwilson7891 at att.net. And I teach through a company called Such a Voice. So they can find you on Such a Voice as well? Yeah, or they can email me at my num at that. And if they have any questions about today too that they want to ask me, it's Ann Wilson seven eight nine one at att dot net. Good, and we'll give that out again. Um, okay. Should we go back, Ra? You'll stay with us, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Good, Dosia. Are you still there? I am. Oh, great. Uh, what I'd like to do is have you, why don't we do a little coaching, and Ra, would you like to be coached by Nancy as well on any scripts? Uh, sure, why not? Okay, so <laughs> here's, what I, here's the plan. Here's the plan. There is one other caller who's been very patient waiting. So what I'd like to do is have Dosia get some coaching, then I'm going to bring the other caller on and see what they have to say, and then we're going to have Ra get coached. So, Rob, why don't you pick a script? Um, you can either get it from the TalkBox radio site or perhaps you have another script. But if Nancy sees the script in front of her, it might be more optimum. Um, okay. And you can get the, the scripts at TalkBoxRadio.com forward slash scripts. Also, the link But you know what? Bottom. I have a feeling that none of those scripts might be good for Ross, so it, it doesn't. I don't really have to see it, in other words. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, so. Think about what you are. Don't think too much, but uh, get something ready there, or don't get too ready. And Dosia, you're on. Okay. <laughs> are you ready, Dosia? No pressure. No pressure sure. at all. Now, what sure. are you going to um, be reading from the monologue, was, as good as it gets? Great. Um, 
as good as it gets. Uh, oh, I I think I misunderstood you and and was looking at the Galadriel one. Oh, do okay, that one then. That's oh, fine. That's fine. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Would, okay. Whichever one. Yeah. Okay, I'll do the first, maybe first six lines of the script. Actually, what can you do the whole thing? Um, uh, <laughs> it's a it's a long. Yeah, long we gotta. Long. Can we? Is it okay, Nancy, if we did make it a little shorter so we can get the other caller in and then get you know so because it could take yeah. up uh, quite a bit of time. So if what I find though is that people tend to kind of get more immersed as they go. Like by the end of that script, you're really Galadriel, you know what I mean? Which is one of those things that we do. But sure, whatever you guys, whatever you want to do. Well, okay, well then, you know, Dosia, it's your call. You decide as you're going along where you might like to stop or if you want to read the whole thing. Okay, I want to give, you know, I want to give the other callers some time. So um, I'm just going to do the first ten sentences. Okay. uh, Okay, here we go. The world has changed. I feel it in the water. feel it in the earth. I smell it in the air. Much that once was is lost. But none now live who remember it. It began with the forging of the great rings. Three were given to the elves, immortal, wisest and fairest of all beings. Seven to the dwarf lords, great miners and craftsmen of the mountain halls. And nine... Nine rings were gifted to the race of men, who above all else desire power. For within these rings was bound the strength and the will to govern each race. You know, I was just writing down some impressions. Um, I, are you chill. I have chills, Dosia. I have chills. Yeah, I just I wanted just... to say. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah, wasn't it beautiful? That's wonderful. That's Dosia, wonderful. Yeah, That's are you... Beautiful. Really was. Are you classically trained in any um, for theater? Well, you actually, obviously trained. I actually took. Uh, I was actually a vocal major in uh, college for two years. Took two years. I can of really. Classical training. Yeah, I could really mm-hmm. tell. I mean, you really. That was. That really was lovely. It almost. Sound, mm-hmm. I sort of almost felt that you've had some sort of Shakespeare training or I have, something like. Yeah. You, you have I had Shakespeare in, in high school. I could tell because isn't it interesting with this monologue? I mean, we we totally hear Kate Blanchett, you know, where we think about her, but she isn't the only one that can do this, mm-hmm. this monologue. I mean, obviously, you can too, and with that kind of su- subtle Shakespeare feel to it that I was feeling, that that was really oh. cool and creative because I've never thought of that before. Um, so oh, what I wrote down, that was exciting, you know, what's yeah, really fun about this is you never know how someone's going to do something, so it's always yeah. exciting to hear it, you know, when you hear something unexpected. I put lovely, feeling, deep, longing. Um, and then I thought, you know what, I wanted to, there was one thing I did want to do. I wanted to, uh, Lisa, did you have anything you wanted to say before I get all wound up? No, get, get wound up and just just go ahead, go for it. Okay, because I just got really excited over this. I thought it was great. Um, I felt you holding back, but we all do that when we're nervous. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is really a sad thing. Galadriel has seen the earth change. She's 
tens of thousands of years old, of years old and she's seen the earth when, when it was so wild and vibrant that the trees walked and spoke. And now only, you know, what, the last little... What's the name of the trees now? They only have those couple of trees left that are walking and, st- and talking. But at one time, the whole earth was magical and wild, and the trees and the animals spoke to people, and the people spoke. It was just a, and everything was so vibrant and alive, but she, she sees the change. And t- the time of the elves is, is disappearing. It's going away. Um, mm-hmm. The magic is leaving. And it's really, really tragic. Is there anything in that that you could like? I mean, I relate to today what's happening in, on our and the planet. Oh yeah. And see, I'll, you know what I mean. And I see um, animals going magnificent animals going extinct, and the oceans filled with plastic. And I mean, I can get into that same vein, is what I mean, mm-hmm. of the tragedy. So I'd like you to feel the tragedy more personally. What does it mean to you, as Galadriel, that this is happening? She feels um, it. She's so in tune with everything. You know, they're so the elves are so in tune. Mm-hmm. So when you feel it in the water, you know, water, and you feel it, just let cut loose. Did you want me to read it again? <laughs> yeah, when you're when you when you do feel those feelings, though, just take your time and just feel feel the depth of of the gravity of the situation. And don't be afraid. Okay. You can't be overboard with this. Hmm. Okay. I think I'm ready. Okay. Okay. The world has changed. I feel it in the water. I feel it in the earth. I smell it in the air. Much that once was is. Much that once was is lost. For now... For none now live who remember it. Began with the forging of the great rings. Three were given to the elves, immortal, wisest and fairest of all beings. Seven to the dwarf lords, great miners and craftsmen of the mountain halls. And nine. Nine rings were gifted to the race of men, who above all else desire power. For within these rings was bound the strength and the will to govern each race. Nice, yeah. There's that. There's one more thing that's really important, and I know you know about this. It's, the, it's what are you reacting to? Of course, we know you're reacting to the fact that, that, that something evil is taking hold of the world, right? Yeah, her, her pain and her sorrow for everything that she's lost or everything that the world has lost. And mm-hmm. it is... Right, and we have to make it specific. There's, there's, there's a specific reason this is happening to the Earth. Sauron is coming back to life. Mm-hmm. Sauron has been gone for eons, and he's coming back, the evil. Some people think he represented the devil. He's coming back. She can feel it. How awful mm-hmm. is that? Yeah. How, what an awful feeling that must be to be walking the earth for 10,000 years in utter bliss and harmony, and then you feel the evil coming back. Mm-hmm. So that's what Nancy, she's reacting the way you're describing, the, the way you're describing things is giving me chills, Nancy. It is? <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> really? 
<laughs> isn't she good? Isn't she good at describing things? I mean, with her voice, you know. Oh yeah. Wow. You know, I wasn't even thinking about it. I was just thinking of how wonderful it'd be to walk around the earth with no evil whatsoever. Did you hear what? Did you hear what Nancy just said? She wasn't even thinking about it. It's about feeling. Yeah. We're telling a story. We're storytellers. We are giving, we are telling the story, you know, anyway. We are feeling tellers. Yes. We are are feeling tellers. Exactly. That's a better way of putting it, yeah. Thinking so is I, actually our enemy. You know, I learned that at the Groundlings. Yes. Thinking is really, really bad. Thinking mm-hmm. is bad. Don't <laughs> think. <laughs> I had a I had a vocal oh. coach once say, "Don't act." And what she meant was, <laughs> "Don't think. Don't <laughs> think about what you're. Don't don't over. Don't act. You know, be be there in inside." of that of that moment. What I'd like to do at this moment, if you guys don't mind, is to take the other caller who has been patiently waiting. Okay. And see what they have to say. And then Ra, are you still with us? Yes I am. Is Ra, Ra okay, get yep. ready because it's gonna be your turn next. I've hold on, let's just see if we can bring this other caller on the line. Okay. Caller, are you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here, I'm here. Oh I have awesome. questions. <laughs> You don't sound too thrilled. No, I'm not. Um, I have Uh-oh. one question. Okay. What is okay, your name? You, okay, here's the thing. You've heard Uh-oh. all about the folklore about Lana Turner and models being discovered on the street. Well, my question is, has anybody in Hollywood ever discovered anybody, um, any voice, from being on YouTube or Block Talk Radio or any of the other social media? Interesting question. Are you somebody, are, do I know you, by the way? I'm just curious. No, no, no. I just called in because I just saw the show, the description, thought it would be fun to ask the question. That's all. Well, you know what? You have a really cool voice, by the way. Um, you sound kind of like New Yorkish, kind of a yeah, um, thanks, thanks. Okay. little bit streety, which yeah. is good. Mm-hmm. It's good. Okay. Um, yeah, look, at, we just got discovered by you. I'm not trying to be funny. Okay, what about the question? Um, yes, you know, more and more YouTube um, shows are making people stars. Is that what you mean, people that are doing no, the series? No, I know a lot series? of people are YouTube stars. There's a lot of people, not a lot, but a few people are making millions of dollars off YouTube. My question is, has anybody, okay, let me refine it a little bit. Has anybody who's yeah. been faceless, who has been on YouTube, have they been discovered solely because of their voice? Faceless on YouTube. Yeah. Um, huh. I don't know that. I don't know the answer to that. Okay, that's, that's all I wanted to know. And but are you? Wait, wait, wait. Are you pursuing this? No, no, I'm not an actor. I'm just. I just saw the show. I just thought I'd call in. It's um, something that was of piqued my interest, and um, I wanted to ask the question before I grew a beard. Okay. Well, 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 wait. But you, you have a really interesting voice. I, I just want to say that it would be interesting for you to possibly think about, you know, pursuing something. No, no, no. I'm not an actor. Uh, I don't want what, to be an actor. What do you do? Uh, <laughs> a marketing director. Oh. Well, you have a really interesting sound. Yeah, I know. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm no, good. Okay. Okay, well, thank you. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Thank you very much. Bye. 
guy. I was dying to give him the part of Hyman Roth from The Godfather, but... Oh, oh, I, I just disconnected Dosia by accident. Dosia, oh. please call back in. Ra, are you ready? I'm here. I'm gonna. I'm trying to recover from the iPad. <laughs> he's booked two jobs since we've gotten back to you. <laughs> Nancy, Nancy, I, I have to recover from that last caller. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I really. That was interesting, wasn't it? It was. That was crazy. It was, hold on. Is that? Let me just see if this is raw here. On um, hold on. Just give me one second. Hold on, please. Raw, is that you? Yep, I'm here. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know what happened there with the line. Okay, okay. Um, all right, great. So what would you like to read and get coached with? Uh, uh, let's see. I'll just do, I'll do spot three. What was that? All righty. Okay, you a... know what he's talking. You know what he's talking. Well, about. I'll, I'll know once you start in. It's, it's fine. Okay. Uh, yeah. Great. All right. Um, <clears throat> When you plan your honeymoon, don't just book the first flight to Tahiti. Surprise your beloved with an unforgettable romantic getaway to one of the Sorry. Surprise your beloved with an unforgettable romantic getaway to one of the great European capital cities. Experience the finest experience the finest that Paris, Rome, Madrid, and Athens have to offer. Adorn your memories with signature hotels, distinct cultures, and breathtaking wonders found only in found only in continental Europe. Treat your new wife, husband, to an old world romance. Start your married life off right by honeymooning in styles across the pond. Wow, it's okay. That, uh, in style. That was interesting that you picked that one. <laughs> now, first of all, I was just wondering why you picked that one. I yeah, literally, I just that like, okay, that's it. I just, you know, random selection. I didn't really think about it. Oh, random, okay. <laughs> Rant. Yeah. Lisa, what did you say? No, rant, I was just I was just repeating what he was saying. Oh, okay. Because that's an interesting one for you to pick. Um, I those are you know first of all I just want to say those kind of spots are kind of deceptively hard because you just think of kind of a spokesperson. It's a, it's sure. like what I'd call a spokesperson spot. Mm-hmm. It's like there's only you would think there's only so much you could do with character wise for a spot like that. So um, it's it's first of all, let me ask you this: did, did, Who were you in this, and who were you speaking to? I was a friend. I was talking to my friend about uh, you know he, he's trying to plan this honeymoon. So okay. I was I was you know pretty much I have this great idea of what you should do. Don't just you know, do the typical, you know, and I kind of tried to get into that. Right. And without, so, uh, I, I want to try something. Okay. okay. Um, I'm reading Stella Adler's book. I just, I just love her that the, um, where is that? Where is it? I took in the other room cause I wanted to read something really cool if we had a chance, but, um, she says it's, the book is called the art of acting. And she says, um, Whenever you get a script, first you want to put it in your own words to make it your own. And you and I mm-hmm. talked a lot about making something your own, right? Yeah. Um, if you were to not look at this script at all, could you kind of put this, it, make it a story in your own words? 
It doesn't have to be not verbatim at all, but just, do you know what, it was something like this. Mm. You know, everybody, when they plan their honeymoon, thinks about going to Hawaii or some other island. Have you ever thought about going to Europe? Is that kind of what it's talking about? Yeah, it is. That's about all I got from that. So can you put that in your own words and make it – see, I was forced by doing – by putting it in my own words, I'm forced to understand it, and okay. I'm forced to make it mine. Okay. So something kind of like, you know, uh, um, why would you go to Vegas for your honeymoon? You know, why don't you do something different like go to Europe? Try Europe. There's a lot of different places in Europe you can go to, like Paris, mm-hmm. Rome, Madrid, Athens, those kind of places. Right. Well, when you said that, that was really I heard I heard raw in that. Why would you go to Vegas for your honeymoon? I mean, right. uh, I mean, but then I kind of lost you in it. I'd like to hear. It really works when it's you. Okay. So somehow we have to. You have to. Let me ask you let me ask you this. Would you where would you, if you were getting married, Ra, where would you want to go on your honeymoon uh, person, personally? Uh, Hawaii sounds nice. But that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, why not? Uh, you just blew Okay. <laughs> would you ever want to go across would you ever want to go to Europe? Yeah. Are we talking about Europe here or England? We are talking about Europe, okay. Paris, Rome, Madrid. Okay, is there and, and one of those? Okay, you know how we talked about. I wanted to share this too, Lisa. That you know, yeah. when Robin Williams died, I thought that he was one of the greatest performers, and so I googled his mm-hmm. what his acting philosophy was, and it was very mm-hmm. succinct. And mm-hmm. I think for voice actors, it's perfect. He said okay. his his philosophy was. Be personal and be specific. That way, the audience can relate to you. Mm. And mm. so what I'm asking here with Rod, it works with everything, which is great. Mm. Find something in this commercial that really means something to you specifically. Yeah. Okay. What's your motivation, Ra? What's your motivation? Mm. What's behind what you're saying? What do you really want to say? You know, like you're walking into a room, you're going to tell your best buddy or somebody, you have something to tell them. What is it? I'm saying you should go to Europe for your honeymoon (laughs) and not Tahiti. Because? Because, I mean, there's these great, you know, attractions, great hotels. It's it's a romantic But more than that, because it's different, right? Right. It's It's not the typical different it's very different yeah it's something unexpected well we could get specific specific well so what's what's so great about something being unexpected delightful it's something new it gives more it's that's variety is the spice of life right yeah i couldn't say better yeah you why would I rather go to Europe? Because it's not that it, people don't do it. That's why I want to do it. I mean, we have to come up with some reason that means something to you. Mm. 
It has to be you. When it means something to you, and it really does mean something to you, then people people just naturally go, wow, yeah, they just are drawn in. Yeah. What do, you, do you have another script, perhaps, that means something to you that you completely relate to? Uh, I'd have to look through. I, I just kind of like picked something at random right just now because I was kind of balancing my kids and all that in between all of this. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. you're doing a lot there. I'm doing a lot here, yeah, but I promised Nancy I would check in. So. <laughs> well, but so I, I didn't really you... like look through the script too much. I just kind of picked the first thing I saw. Um, So shall we have him read that same script again, Nancy? Yeah, I still think that, I think that any script we can make our own. Okay. That's kind of the fun of it. I, um, if you could, so I guess what I'm saying is personal and specific. So if there's one out of all of, out of all of this, what, what's something personally specific that you would like to do? Is there, is there, are there one of those countries in there that you'd like to go to, like Spain, Paris. for instance? I would, I would love to visit Paris. Okay, Paris. Yeah. So why? I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those places that you're just told is so beautiful and, you know, so so cultured, and I haven't been there, and I, I would love to. You know, just go there and experience it. It just sounds beautiful. You know, you see it, you see pictures in the movie, you see it, you know, Paris just sounds really nice. I've always wanted to go. Right. The romance, the culture, the, the food, culture, the, so. the magic, the lights, the the river, the every, okay. So I think uh, this is a good time to talk about the backstory, and I know I used to drill that into you a lot, mm-hmm. probably, um, mm-hmm. but... What I, but a, a good way to make something your own, it's the best way I've found to make a script your own, is you find that one specific negative truth for yourself, which we have found painstakingly, is, is you want to go to Paris because of the things that we just mentioned. So what you do, this is the trick, is you start talking about Paris in your backstory. Mm. What's the first line of that commercial again? When you plan your honeymoon. Uh huh. What's the next part? Oh, when you plan your honeymoon, don't just book the don't just book the first flight to Tahiti. Okay, good. So, so this is something I would do. I'm just going to try it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always wanted to go to Paris. I've never been there. It's I just hear it's the most romantic, magical place in the world. It's it's a place of fantasy. It's a place of love. They, the food, it's just, it's magic. So why in the world, book when you're planning your honeymoon, would you book the first flight to Tahiti? So I know I stammered a little there, but what I mean is I made it my own by talking in the backstory. Mm-hmm. So why don't you why don't you try that? Do that. Just start improvising about about why you like Paris or want to go there, and then mm-hmm. when you feel like you're in that magic zone, then you jump into the commercial. Okay. I mean, you know, I, I always wanted to go to Paris. I've, I've never been, and, you know, you always see, you know, you always see it in movies and how beautiful and romantic it is and, you know, how peaceful it is. And what a great place to go with somebody that, you know, you're planning to spend the rest of your life with. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. When you plan your honeymoon, don't just book the first flight to Tahiti. Surprise.
guides your beloved with an unforgettable romantic getaway to one of the great European capital cities. Experience the finest that Paris, Rome, Madrid, and Athens have to offer. Adorn your memories with signature hotels, distinct cultures, and breathtaking wonders found only in, a con only in continental Europe. Treat your new wife, husband, to an old world romance. Start your married life off right by honeymooning in style across the pond. Uh, I thought that was that, great. That was much better. I was listening. I was listening to every word you were saying there. Whereas I you like kind of weren't went, before. Yeah, yeah I like mm -hmm. the way you went right into right, right into the script then before after the prescript. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm yeah, it really works. If you can hang on to the truth that you're feeling in the beginning, hang on to it all the way through. You get a little more comfortable with it. You yeah. know, remember I used to tell you that Stella Adler says, the words don't matter. Hmm. They really don't. It's the feeling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, once you kind of get lost in it, it, it makes it easy. It does. Yeah, and if you take your and you, time with it, take your time with yeah. it. And, you know, sometimes it takes all this stuff to where you fi finally figure out how you feel about the script. I mean, yeah. so, many, so many people rip and read, they don't even figure out how they feel about something or why it means something to them. So sometimes it takes this work. Because you yeah. can't, you, you look at this and go, oh, it doesn't really mean anything to me. You can make anything mean something to you if you try hard enough. That's true. That's true. Now, I just wanted to check, Is do we have Dosia on the line right now? Yes. Oh, great. You're so I'm here. <laughs> quietly listening. So you're, everybody everybody is on the line. Everybody can talk together here. Um, mm -hmm. So would we, should we have Dosia read something else now, or what would you like to do at this point, Nancy? I have a kind of an interesting idea. Um, I yeah. don't know. Um, Ra, can you hear Dosia? Yeah, uh, I don't believe so. Would it be okay, Lisa, if, if Ra were to direct Dosia? <laughs> I love that. Yes, let's okay. do it. Go, go for it, Ra and Dosia. Go, go, yeah. If you don't mind, Dosia. I'm up for it. <laughs> yeah, because it's fun to have different people direct you, so let's see. let's see what happens. Let's go. Let's go. Um, well, I doesn't matter which one I read or no, uh -uh. not <laughs> to me. Something. You need some direction. I don't want to read the, want to read the same one. A little boring. Okay. Well, um, you want to do a different one then? Just pick something else. <laughs> sure. Sure. Like a I'll commercial. Be... A commercial would be good. Uh, let's see. Which commercial? The one of these commercials. Mm -hmm. how, about the, how about the first one? Yeah, sure. and Ra, Ra, do you know where she? You are you on TalkBoxRadio.com? We're on the scripts page. Yes, I am. Oh, oh, great! So you're both looking at the same thing. Good. Yeah, I'm going to do spot one. Okay. Okay. If your water isn't 100% naturally pure, then it isn't pure at all. Arrowhead Mountain Spring water is drawn straight from the purest mountain springs for a clean, crisp taste that's 100% natural. Arrowhead, born better. 
Okay. Um, I mean, I thought it was a pretty decent read. I think you have to find your points of emphasis. What what make what stands out? Like what makes the uh, we're talking about the water and it being this great water, this 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 pure great water. So you know, when you have words here like a uh, purest, um, clean, crisp taste, uh, I, I think we need to feel that a little bit more. That mm-hmm. it needs to feel honest, like, oh, this is the greatest water ever. Um, cool. And I think that would help it, you know, sound more honest, if if you know what I mean. Yeah. That that would be my my uh, my take on 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 how to make that kind of punchier, a little more better. Okay. So if you want to, uh, you want to have her do it again? Is that what we're going to yeah. do? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, try try that again. Uh, you know, m- maybe try, try that thing Nancy had me do is kind of talk yourself into it and, you know, talk about this water and, and how great it is and what it means to you and, and then jump into the script also. Sure. Sure. Okay. Um Okay, I'm just gonna read, I'm just gonna read the script. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. If your water isn't 100% naturally pure, then it isn't pure at all. Arrowhead Mountain Spring water is drawn straight from the purest mountain springs for a clean, crisp taste that's 100% natural. Arrowhead, born better. Okay. Okay. Uh, what do you think, Nancy? And I thought that there was a very big improvement in that. What did, what did you think? I thought so too. I thought it flowed a little better. Yeah. What I would like, what I, what I want to know is, what is it that's in the water if it's not one hundred percent naturally pure? <laughs> you don't want to know. Dosia, what's <laughs> right. in the water that's not one hundred percent naturally pure? Mm-hmm. What is it? Do you know? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you you took a glass, you you have two glasses in front of you, and one of them is water that you're describing right now. Another, maybe just put some, I don't know, some green ink in there or something, and that's not the one you want to drink. And then mm-hmm. just take a sip of the other one. You know, you got to know what's it. What's in that dirty water? What is it? I have no idea. Well, you've got heavy metals. You've got pollutants, <laughs> probably pesticides, um, the drugs that people, I don't mean to be gross, but, you know, there's millions of people that take pharmaceuticals, and when they urinate, it goes into the wa- it goes in the water. Oh, yeah. when, when we drink tap water, there's a little bit of all that stuff in there. That's why Arrowhead is so much better. <laughs> <laughs> so if your water isn't 100% naturally pure, then it isn't pure at all. It isn't pure at all. It isn't pure. Yeah. At, it isn't pure at all. Mm-hmm. If it's not 100% naturally pure, it isn't pure at all. 
Right. And then Arrowhead, born better. Born better. It's starting mm-hmm. off better. It is better because it comes from the source that's better. It's born better. Right. You're tearing, yeah, you're really doing really good script analysis, tearing apart what you're saying. The reason you're saying it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's another way, too, that I like to do it, and that's making it personal. Why you personally? In other words, um, I personally like Arrowhead because why does clean water mean a lot to me? And start exploring that inside of you to make it yours, you know, to make it personally and specifically yours. It's another way of approaching it and making it real conversation. I mean, there's two different ways of approaching There's more than two different ways. But you could either be a, a spokesperson for Arrowhead in this, or you could just be you sharing your deepest yeah. feelings. Right. Would you like to try it again, Dosia? Sure. Okay, go for it. If your water isn't 100% naturally pure, then it isn't pure at all. Arrowhead mm-hmm. Mountain Spring water is drawn straight from the purest mountain springs for a clean, crisp taste that's 100% natural. Arrowhead, born better. Better, yeah. By the way, Dosia, do you do voiceover? Uh, not yet. I'm... Well, she's doing it now. Boy, <laughs> you sound pretty darn good. Thank you. <laughs> that's wonderful. Thank you. Um, yeah. We, yeah, we have another caller. Will it be all right if I bring that person on? Oh, go sure. Ahead. Okay, 509. Let's see if you're there, 509. Do we have a caller? Hello? Yes, hello. <laughs> what is your Hi. name? Hi. Hi, this is Laura. Hi, Laura. Thank you for calling in. You're speaking oh, with sure. Nancy Wilson and Lisa. And everybody hey, else. Laura, how are you? Good. How are you, Nancy? I'm good. Laura's one of my students. Oh, right. There's a lot of that going around. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I I wanted to um, just comment on the gentleman that called in earlier. Uh, you oh, know, the angry guy. Yeah, the angry well, guy. Yeah, yeah, you know about um, getting discovered because I, I um, what I have learned, I've just, I've been taking uh, coaching lessons with Nancy, and what I am uh, constantly amazed about is how much work goes into sounding completely natural with it. Yes, you know, it sounds like you're not working. Right, exactly. Just just like what um, you just did with those scripts where, you know, when, when not knowing anything about the industry, when I first saw this stuff, you just go, oh, I'll just read it, you know, like I, you hear it on yeah. TV and that sort of thing, or, or like on the radio and that um Type and and then when I started doing the uh, coaching lessons, oh my goodness! And you do it again and again, and it's a little bit different and tweaked. And and the hardest part was sounding sounding natural, like you're having a conversation, rather than mm. sounding like um, the radio announcers, you know, or that sort of thing. So, um, mm-hmm. so I I appreciate all that Nancy's been doing and the experience that she has. It's really incredible. Awesome. Thanks, Laura. There's an interesting quote that I read somewhere, and I can't, I don't think I'm doing it verbatim, but it was, um, what happens when we, what changes inside of you to where when you get in front of the microphone, 
uh, you're no longer yourself. Hmm. That happens to all of us. What is it? We can walk around all day having conversations, honest conversations with people, but put a microphone in, in front of someone, and oh my gosh, everything yeah. changes. What is it? What is that thing? Mm-hmm. Self conscious. It's, it's a self consciousness. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I found like, is that I, I think. I was going to say, I think my dog thinks I'm crazy because now when I'm, I'm practicing the script and I've got a lesson coming up, you know, I, I try talking to him because, you know, it's embarrassing to, like, say these, tell, you know, talk to your family about water over and over again or something like that. So, <laughs> enough about the water. the dog doesn't criticize, so. <laughs> it's, enough, it's enough about the water. <laughs> exactly. stop, it about the, stop it about the water already. Yeah. Well, Laura, did you want to do something? Uh, yeah, Laura. Why not voice something since you're here? Yeah, let's go. Oh, oh boy. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, what, what? Did you have one in mind? I, I was do looking you, through the. Go ahead. Would you? Is there one that kind of speaks to you that you'd like to try? Oh, I don't know. The um, I don't. Let's see. I tried the band aid one with you. That one was kind of hard. Um, okay. For me, but <laughs> let's do that. We is the Band-Aid one on on Lisa's website? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. It, yeah, right under the National Geographic one. Uh, okay. You want me to read it? Yeah. yeah go. Definitely. Okay. Um, when I was a kid, I used to wear a bandage just to get attention, but now I'd rather be a little less conspicuous. So now I use clear band-aids from Johnson and Johnson the only bandage with the see-through strip, which is nice because now that I'm a grown-up, I want people to notice me, not my Band-Aid. All right. (laughs) How did you feel about that? Um, Well, first read through, so, you know, nervous and uh, (gasps) self-conscious and trying to um, relax, but also trying to... It, like with the um, information you've given me, trying to um, imagine who you're talking to and just holding a conversation with them, and right. And then, but there's always that, and we have to do all that. But there's always the very first thing, which is, uh, well, why am I saying this? Right. And mm-hmm. then, what am I reacting mm-hmm. to? Why am I saying this? How can I make this real for me? Because initially, if I were given the script, I would not be able to relate to it at all. Mm-hmm. I really don't care if my Band-Aid is clear or not. Yeah. You know, so I'm going to have to make myself care about this. Right. My Band-Aids so, still have Scooby-Doo on them, right? So, you know, I've got kids in the house. Yeah. <laughs> Could you so, also think about something that you did when you were a kid to get attention? I mean, doesn't every kid yeah. do things to get attention? And what was that? Then yeah. just make that about the band aid. Could we have exactly. could we have Laura could we have Laura read it again? Yeah, with just a, I just wanted to say that's exactly true. Like um I, I just like to ask the questions of um how do you make this real for you? You know? Um right. Actually, when I was a kid, that is how I got attention. It was by being hurt, by getting hurt, by twisting my ankle or something. Mm-hmm. Then I'd finally get my parents to look at me. So mm-hmm. um, did you, you know, that, in other words, like, can you relate to that in that way? So then that's how sure, you relate yeah. to the copy. But now, right. but now you don't want people to notice. 
It was great when you were a kid and you had a scrape. That was great. You got all this attention. But that's not the kind of attention you want now as an adult. What kind of attention do you want as an adult now? Mm -hmm. Right. You're professional, so you want them to focus on you, not on your Band-Aid. That's right. There you go. I like that. I like the way you just said that. Yeah. (laughs) Or do you think that's one choice you could make as an actor, but what if you made a more sensual choice, like um, I want them to notice me, not my band aid? Oh, yeah. Yeah, now (laughs) I want people to notice me, not my band aid. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you make the choice. Okay. Um, ooh, all right. No pressure. Let's see. Okay, I'll start No again. pressure. Uh, um, when I was a kid, I used to wear a bandage just to get attention. But now, I'd rather be a little less conspicuous. So now, I use clear band-aids from Johnson & Johnson, the only bandage with a see-through strip, which is nice, because now that I'm a grown-up, I want people to notice me, not my band-aid. Better. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to even get more specific with this. Oh, yeah? What is it that you want people to notice about you? Ooh. Yeah. Oh, man. What uh, if I'm the agency guy and I had in mind that I want this to have a sexy bent? Okay. So you want them to notice how amazingly beautiful you are, that sort of thing? Yeah, you are, and even more specific than that, you pride yourself, and you work out every single day. You've done everything you can, uh, plastic (laughs) um, (laughs) surgery-wise, fashion-wise, you're just, you, uh, you know, you're idle, Okay, let's get really specific. Your okay. idol is um, Kim Kardashian. <laughs> That's your idol. <laughs> and so you're going to have like a little bit of a... <laughs> so it's going to be really... What I'm trying to say is really clear intent of being... Um, just for fun, just for fun, okay? This sure. probably isn't what they would ask for. But right. almost uh, arrogantly... Um, No, a little bit shallow. Um, Let's try humorously shallow. Humorously shallow. Uh Uh-oh. Humorously shallow. Humorously meaning like I'm making, You know, when I was a kid, you know, when I was a kid, um, I used to do this, but I'm a grown-up now. Okay. You, You find it amusing that when you were a kid, you... Okay. All right. Let's try it. When I was a a kid, I used to wear bandages just to get attention. But now, I'd rather be a little less conspicuous. So now, I use clear band-aids from Johnson & Johnson, the only bandage with the see-through strip, which is nice, because now that I'm a grown-up, I want people to notice me, not my (laughs) band-aid. Okay. (laughs) You definitely got the humor there. Um. I want you to embody the character a little more honestly, oh. somehow. Okay. So, uh, and it's hard to do. I find playing sexy really hard. So okay. I know, I know it is. Nancy, uh, I was going to ask you: Can you read this? 
And by the way, we have another caller who I would like oh. to get to in the next couple of minutes. So, caller, hang on there. Nancy, can you? Can oh, I, putting can me you on the spot. Um, yeah. Yeah, come on, Nancy, go. Gosh, it. Um, <laughs> haven't you ever heard he who, te- what is it? Oh, when you can't oh, yeah. do, you teach or something. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, um, no, no, no. What, let me see. I. <laughs> Do you want to take the uh, – let me find the spot. I don't want to take up the time of uh, – well, wait a minute. Actually, I did bring it up here. What? <laughs> um, you can run, but I you can't run. I see AFib, royal jelly. Oh, here it is. Okay, I'll try it. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do a little improvising first and see what no, happens. All right. You know, when I was a kid, my parents, they have this adage, um, children should be seen and not heard. I mean, I there I there was nothing I could do to get their attention. It's really quite tragic. The only time I could get their attention is when I was hurt in some way. Mm-hmm. So when I was a kid, I used to wear a bandage just to get attention. But now, I'd rather be a little less conspicuous. So I use clear band-aids from Johnson & Johnson, the only bandage with a see-through strip, which is nice because now that I'm grown up, I want people to notice me, not my Band-Aid. I can't hear for all the applause going on. Okay? <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. And that's why she's the coach. So that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm, I'm having a little problem with the see-through strip part because it's like if you have a see-through strip, then people can see where you're injured. Oh, that's true. You, yeah, so you can see the blood. So this is another point in, like, why do I want the see-through strip? <laughs> but that's another. That's going to be another commercial. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what we're going to call that kind of band-aid, but it's not this one because this one is see-through. I think it's it's like like Laura said that there's no Scooby-Doo on them or something. Oh, you okay, know, those got really... it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I want people to notice me, not my band-aid. Yeah, I'm going to take the exactly. next caller if we have another caller here. Let's see if we're caller from seven eight six. Are you there? Yes, I am. Oh wow, good. Oh, Can we wow. get your name? My name is Stephen Edwards. I'm calling from the island of Trinidad and Tobago. Oh, oh, how beautiful! Oh, I am oh, so, I am so jealous. Oh. Hey, Steve. <laughs> Hi, Nancy. How are you? Hi. He's a Hi. former student. Hi. An- Hi. Another former student. Yes. Yes. yes, yes Stephen, yes. do you have a um, your computer on? Can you turn down whatever's on in the background and just talk directly into your phone because we're getting some feedback here. Feedback here. I'm talking from my magic jack, so I don't know why you're getting feedback. Okay, that's mm, I don't hear okay. it anymore. I don't hear it anymore. Okay. I'll, now I'll I hear my feedback. Now I hear my feedback. Hello, hello, hello. You hear hand feedback still? You hear feedback still? I don't hear your feedback. Okay. Well, Nancy, I, I want to say that it was a real, real pleasure having you as a coach. I've learned so much. And, you know, I mean, I, I think that you're one of the the very incredible ones that take the time to really work with persons on a personal level. And I, I can't tell you thank you enough 
for the work that you've done, um, you know, um, and I've I've gone on to do my own podcast, um, and you know, it's 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 great, it's great having having had you as a coach, you know, and well, thank I, you. I really oh, really wonderful. applaud. It was wonderful yeah. having you as a student. <laughs> so, how are your podcasts how is going? Podcast going? Actually, it's good. I'm trying to get it into secondary schools now uh, across the country, and and possibly after that up the Caribbean, um, you know, and everybody talks now about the difference in, in the in the way that I voice stuff, um, the difference in in the way that, you know, I mean, um, you, you have such a international approach now, but I still I still get to keep my accent, and that was what I wanted, to get the best of both worlds. I didn't want to mm-hmm. change my accent um, to, to, to have to facilitate people to understand me. But at the same time, I wanted everyone to appreciate me for my my accent, you know? Yes. I think that's true. It's I a really it's charming, true. beautiful it's accent. Accent. What we oh, worked on was you, just making sure that people could understand you. We're getting some feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so, Stephen, do you have your um, speaker turned up on the uh, wherever you're listening? Um, no, actually, I'm 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 listening from my Samsung tablet, so I don't from know if tablet. I, I could take down. Yeah. Okay. Are you able to call in? Are you calling from a landline? No, I I don't have a landline. I use um this magic jack. Ah, uh, magic jack. Okay, I've heard problem. I'm sorry, I don't need to bash Magic Jack at this very moment, but <laughs> okay. Are you? Well, I mean, are you near? Are you near the Magic Jack device? Magic Jack device. No, no. Um, it's okay, a, can it's you move? Can you? Phone. Can you get situated closer to it? Because then maybe we won't get the feedback. Uh, all right, cool. All right, hold on. Huh? All right, we shall hold. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you have any feedback still? Okay, I'm not hearing feedback right now. Nancy, uh, could you just say a couple things here? Let's see if we're getting feedback on you. Sure. Can you hear? I don't hear myself coming back anymore. Good. That's much better. Okay, good. Okay, good. Just talk nice and clear and let... Just talk a little louder, Stephen, so we can hear you because you're kind of fading at this. Okay, great. You hear me properly now? Yeah. So can we have uh would you like to would you like to get coached by Nancy right now with one of the scripts? So I I I I wouldn't mind at all. Okay, great. Okay, great. I'm hearing myself feedback again. So make sure you're right by the magic jack. Okay. Okay, good. You're still hearing feedback? Not from you. Okay. Just a little of well, me. Just a little go, of me. Any, any, anytime I go by the computer, I guess you get enough feedback. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I just had to stay on the tablet. So, yeah, so we have pick a, a spot Hello? and we'll... Yeah, we're here. So pick a spot. Pick a spot, and any, spot. A, any spot. Any spot. Um, any spot anywhere. Wow. I... Hold one second. Nah. Okay, while he's looking, Nancy, you want to keep talking about what we were talking about before, whatever that was? Yeah. 
Yeah, what were we talking about? Oh, making, making the spot your own. I really think that that backstory really helps. You just keep talking. This is all stuff that you can edit out when you're, when you're auditioning from home, of course. You can do this as much as you want. Just give yourself a second so you can edit it out, and then you have your commercial there. So, like, the thing I was doing about saying how my parents, that was all true. I was always ignored. Um, but then when I, well, when I was 16, I got in a car accident. All of a sudden, my parents, you know, oh, my gosh, they were all over me. I mean, I had to get hurt in order for them to pay attention to me. So I was bringing that truth into my truth into the commercial. Right. But but you would think when you read a Band-Aid, a big deal, this is a Band-Aid, so how much acting can you do? You actually can do a lot. Sure. Because we say a lot behind the simplest of words. Yeah. It it amazes me. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Well, I don't know if we're still waiting for Steve, but I found this really great quote that I wanted to read from Stella Adler, if if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, and Stella I have Adler right was now, uh, yes. Sorry, Stephen. I have you muted until you come back and make sure that we're not getting any feedback. Because before, when you said you that you were going to go and look for something, uh, Nancy's voice was feeding back. So I have you muted for the moment, but I'm going to bring you back on and let's see if we can have that problem rectified before you read. So go ahead, Nancy, with what you were saying. Yeah, Stella Adler was. Uh, a really great acting coach for those of people that don't know. Uh, she was she was Marlon Brando's coach, uh, Robert De Niro, Warren Beatty, Harvey Harvey Keitel, um, but many many more. And she said when she was talking about understanding the text. Now, of course, we're talking about theater and film, okay? But it, it translates mm. to voice acting. Yeah, she said. Um, the acting, rather, is in you, not in the printed words. The actor's interpretation of these words must be clear and sharp. You start with the words, but you must go beneath them. Texts must be examined. They have a secret under and around the words. An actor is one who uncovers and incorporates the secret of the words. Hmm. Hmm. There's secrets in those words. The people that don't find out the secrets in the words, it, it's bland. Yeah, and when you're and, and there's no feeling under the words. So if you're reading something, right. especially with the pressure of an audition, you're maybe just looking at the words superficially. How can I, how can I say these words? Maybe I'm nervous, so uh, there's a little more uh, higher frequency. Uh, maybe I'm speaking faster or a little higher. Uh, intonation in my voice because I'm nervous and I just want to do this, you know, get this script out perfectly and avoid what's underneath it. And how do you, the question mm-hmm. is, how do you, how do you, at an audition, since we were talking about auditioning before, how do you audition and be relaxed and basically transcend the words in an audition? How do you do it? I don't think I'll ever not be nervous at an audition, but for me personally, when I find 
and, and sometimes if you're there at a cattle call type audition where there's a lot of other actors there, oh gosh, you have to take it, take your script, go into a corner and try within those five, ten minutes that you have to find that nugget of truth that you can relate to and make a personal story out of it. Um, that's how I do it. Now, do you write a script? Under, do you write do you write a subscript, so to speak, under the words uh, before you read? Do you write something else out? Do you do you talk the script in your own words, like you did earlier in the show? Oh, when did I do that? Refresh my memory. Well, we you know about the band aid. That was the most recent yes, one. Yes, I were do that about. all the time, and there, and I came up with the backstory. When I'll just say really quickly, I I did a, I did I did a medical audition once. I I was in this thing where I was auditioning for everything I could, and I just started booking medical medical spots. I, st- I and what I mean is like um, I wound up being the voice of Good Samaritan Hospital for like four years where I was wow. recording all of their doctor's videos and uh, operational videos and, and mm. the videos that's, that the patients would watch when they came in. I don't know mm-hmm. if this has ever happened to you, Lisa, but I didn't know why. I mm. couldn't figure out why I was booking these spots. <laughs> and then I was thrown into this strange <laughs> phenomenon where I had to say these words that were so long that I didn't know what they were and... Uh, and, and and I thought, okay, well, how am I going to do it? And so what I decided was I was going to become Dr. Nancy Wilson. And I made up this whole backstory, but not as Miss Phony Dr. Nancy Wilson, but it was more, what would I have been like? What would you have been like, Lisa, if you decided to be a doctor instead? What? And then I, cr- I created this whole imaginary yet real scenario of what I'd be like and then I would do this really long backstory, and then I'd enter into the medical read, and it worked. That's, and, doctors and that's how are I started doing the backstory. Good, yeah, doctors are extremely good with me, their medical vocabulary. <laughs> yeah. They really but are. Like the, AFib, like the AFib spot, that atrial fibrillation spot. I would probably yeah. talk for about a minute as Dr. Nancy Wilson talking about how the heart works. Mm-hmm. and getting myself into that groove of feeling like I'm the doctor and talking to you about how the heart pumps and how what happens with AFib is there's something that goes wrong with the electrical impulses. And, um, you know, I don't know if that answered your question. Could you just give us a minute? Before, before we bring Stephen back on, would you mind giving us an example of your medical narration with the atri- atrial fibrillation, not easy to say, spot. Of what there, I just so said, AFib? Okay, let me see if I can find narration. it. So say I get this and I'm not, you know, and I, and, I, and I don't know what the heck to do with this spot. Yeah. See if I could find it. You know, you look it over and you see what it's about. Let's see if I can scroll and find it really quick. It's below spot three age. There it is. Medical. Okay, all right, we're ready. So I always read through to see what it is first. 
And you see that it's a remarkable organ, and it's describing how it relaxes and contracts, pumping blood and all of this. And then I say to myself, well, well, what? Say this is from. Say this is from uh, Good Samaritan. Then I say to myself, okay, this is most likely the video that the heart patient is watching and listening to because they're mm-hmm. going to undergo some kind of procedure. You have yeah. to make a choice. You may not know for sure, but you can't enter a, into a, doing a voiceover without deciding yourself what it is. So I'm going to make that actor's choice, okay? This is the video that this yeah. specific poor guy who's about to undergo a procedure is watching. Okay, so you know who so you're then talking I say, to. You know who you're yes. talking to. I pick that person unless I'm okay. told specifically. All right. So then the next thing is, who am I? Okay, I'm Dr. Nancy Wilson. How do I want this guy to feel? I want him to feel confident and optimistic. Mm-hmm. And he's and he I want, he wants to know that I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Dr. Wilson. I've been here with Good Samaritan Hospital for 15 years. My specialty is is in cardiovascular surgery. The heart is a remarkable organ. It's a muscle that relaxes and contracts, pumping blood, carrying oxygen, nutrients throughout the body. The steady rhythm of these contractions is controlled by electrical impulses that travel through the heart, first through the upper, upper chambers, called the atria, then through the lower chambers, called the ventricles. In order to reach the ventricles, Electrical impulses must pass here at the atrioventricular node. Atrial fibrillation occurs when a storm of electrical impulses spread through the atria in a chaotic and disorganized pattern, causing the atria to begin rapidly contracting. As a result, the ventricles may also begin contracting faster. When the heart is in atrial fibrillation, the body can't receive the blood and oxygen it needs. I was trying to reassure him, mm-hmm. but not scare him. Mm-hmm. Now, let's you say like you were talking. To, let's, <laughs> yeah. let's say we're talking Heart. directly to the guy, and then we're going to bring Stephen on. Thank you so much for reading that. Um, Let's say you're going to make this script your own. I think you were starting to do that before, but how would that be? What how would, would I make be this my own? A few, few sentences to encapsulate what it is you want to communicate. In other words, if I wasn't a doctor, but I was going to make this my own? No, you're still the doctor. You're still Dr. Wilson. Okay, how would the, I make yeah. this? And I'm still talk, and I'm talking to the man. See, now I'm the coach. See. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're. Yeah, talking no, that's to, good. I want that. Yeah, you, so I'm, t- I'm talking, talking to the man, right? You're talking to the yeah the patient. You know, you're a doctor. Your time is limited, right? Because doctors are always, you know, they're very efficient with their time. They got a lot going on. So you got only, you know, you really got to tell them. You got somebody waiting in the next room who also needs you, and you need to just encapsulate. Made this script. You're on, but shorter, maybe a few sentences, and then you're going to come back into the room later to talk to him. But you, he just wants to be calmed down right now. How, wh- okay. What are you going to tell him? I would, I would do something like this. Um, you know, Mr. Smith, 
you have what we call atrial fibrillation, and this is something that we, uh, it's, it's serious, but we can control it either with drugs or with other, or with uh, a surgery that's really not, um, it, it, it's, it, what do you call that surgery, by the way? I'd have to think of this. Um, outpatient. We can, there's also a procedure that we can do on an outpatient basis. I'm, I'm really happy that, that you came in today and got this checked out because we, I don't want you to be worried. I know that we're going to be able to help you today because the heart is a remarkable organ. It's a muscle that relaxes and contracts, pumping blood, carrying oxygen and nutrients throughout the body. The steady rhythm of these contractions is controlled by electrical impulses that travel through the heart first through the, the upper chambers, called the atria, and then through the lower chambers, called the, ventric, called the ventricles. More, more coaching, please. No, well, I, would just, I just wanted to say that I know why they picked you, because, I mean, are you able, do you know what your qualities are? And we have another caller, and I don't want to forget about Stephen and the other caller, so I will just... Okay. Say this that you have a very um the word is accessible, accessible quality in your speaking. You are very down to earth. Thank and you. You yeah, you would be comforting. But also, you know, very professional but comforting to listen to. You know, Lisa, I really appreciate you saying that because I think that is why I got those spots. But I really didn't know. I, mm-hmm. but I was, but I wanted to take advantage of the opportunity. Yeah, and you don't. Sa- the thing is, you don't sound like a doctor because that might be a little too clinical, too cold. Mm-hmm. So, it's, but interestingly just- enough, I think maybe by pretending I'm Doctor Nancy Wilson, at least it gave me the authority. Right. You know, right. maybe it lent authority to, yeah, but you're right. Yeah. I don't think I sound like a doctor. No, I'm, what, what I mean by that is that you have a, sa- a quality like if you were just sitting next to me, I would feel comforted by you speaking to me. And if I'm the patient going through this, I want to be comforted. I want mm-hmm. to know that I'm going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, right. I, I, need, I need to know that. So um, I'm going to go back. I'm gonna, I'd like to go back to Stephen now, and then we're going to get the other caller on the line. Hopefully, we've got um, 13 minutes left. So we'll get to okay. Stephen this time, and then we'll get to the other caller too. Let's see if Stephen is still there. Stephen, are you still with okay, us? Yeah. Yeah, okay, I'm great. Here. So I'm going to have you read. And what I'm going to do, since there's still some feedback, as soon as you're done reading, I'm going to probably mute you again and have Nancy give her response. And if we've got time, we'll bring you on again, okay? No problem. Okay. Okay, this, okay. Is, this is Dr. Pepper. When I was a kid, everyone used to trade bottle tops. I had a great collection. Of course, some were more valuable than others. Like Rocky Mountain sarsaparilla was worth at least six orange sodas. But there was one bottle top that wasn't worth anything because there were so many of them around. Dr. Pepper. So many around. And there still are. Hmm. That's a nice spot. That was good. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) 
I, I, I'll tell you what I was hankering for. As, as just as the as the audience, I was hankering for. Oh, you're just like a. You're you're feeling really good, and you're smiling, and it's one of these. You're really relaxed. You have this time to think back and reminisce about the good old days, and it's still the good old days. You know what you know what I mean, Steve. Okay, I'm bringing. I had to mute him because I'm getting feedback, okay. so I'm going to bring him back on. So, Stephen, do you yeah. have a response to that? Yes, I, 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 I did. I did. I mean, this is one of my my spots that I do like. I love this ad. Yeah, I remember you doing this a long, a long time ago. Um, what I'm trying to say is that I want to feel more like again, like I've said before, it's like investment, personal investment. Uh. How, what way would you make the spot your own more than you have? Okay, I'm going to bring him back I, on. Yeah, I had him muted, so uh-huh. let's have him answer. I guess I guess making it a little more um, Caribbean vibe, I guess. Okay. Um, <laughs> so how, how about we have Stephen read that one more time, and then we'll bring the other caller on if that works for you, Nancy. Sure. I just want to say, can you do a little bit of a backstory before you do it your way? You know that what we used to do, where we would improvise. Sure, sure, sure. No problem. A long time ago, things were hard for my parents. It was not always easy to get money. It was not always easy to have snacks. But ever so often. I would get money to buy a Dr. Pepper. And that was the greatest time of my life. When I was a kid, everyone used to trade bottle tops. I had a great collection. Of course, some were more valuable than others. Like Rocky Mountain Sarsaparilla was worth at least six orange sodas. But there was one bottle top that wasn't worth anything. Because there were so many of them around. Dr. Pepper, so many around, and they still are. Mm. Uh, I thought that was a, a vast improvement. I like that one. I was just hankering for you to be, have more fun with it. Do you know okay. what I mean by that? You're just having more fun with it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could, Smiling and a little, little higher on the energy level. How about we sure. try it just one more time, and then we'll bring the other caller on, if that's okay. 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 All right. So okay. let's raise up that. Let's raise up the energy a little bit and smile and see what happens. Okay. When I was a kid, everyone used to trade bottle tops. I had a great collection. Of course, some were more valuable than others. Like Rocky Mountain Sarsaparilla was worth at least six orange sodas. But there was one bottle top that wasn't worth anything because there were so many of them around. Dr. Pepper, so many around, and they still are. Mm. Very good, Steve. That was that was nice. Remember, you're you so can't in- feel too yeah, good. You're so enjoyable to listen to. I love listening to you talk there. Yeah, I love your accent. It is. It's beautiful. <laughs> the only thing that you know, Thanks. the only thing that that I'm getting lost on is the very last line. Did you find that that sort of drops off there, Nancy? Uh, I no, I didn't. But if you did, oh. it probably did. 
I, I was even going to say just, that I think yeah, that you can feel really, really good in this. Uh, you can even project more feeling good in it. I think it's one of those spots where you're thinking about a really happy time, something that makes you feel really, really good and secure. But, hey, it was good. I heard improvement each time. Stephen, why don't you well, why don't you think about what Nancy just suggested? See what you can mm-hmm. think of the, something that made you feel really, really good. Now I'm going to take the yeah. next caller, and then if we've got time, hopefully we'll have an extra minute or two at the end, or maybe three minutes, and we bring you back on, and you can do the read again. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. So I'm going to mute you right now, so we uh, don't have the feedback. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you. All right. All right, caller from 435, are you there? Hey, how's it going? Hey, how are you? you Who's calling, please? Uh, I guess on the, what is it, blog talk radio, I'm guest 989. My name's John. John, hi, John. Welcome to the show. Hey. Uh, Hi, John. Where do we start? (laughs) Well... You're talking with you're talking with Nancy Wilson and Lisa Earhart here. Would you like to do a read for Nancy and get some coaching, or did you have any other questions or comments? Uh, I don't think I know enough to ask a question yet, and by that I just mean I just don't know what to ask. <laughs> Are you interested I, uh, in voiceover, voice acting? Uh, I, I guess I have a curiosity. I you said you 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 coach for. Uh, such a voice. Uh huh. You know, you know Brian Tone. Yeah, I do know who he is. Yeah. Okay, I he did a. Uh, I guess it was a class for just a couple hours this last weekend that I went to, and that's that's been my first introduction, really. Oh, okay. And so you're kind of so, considering whether or not you want to jump in. Yeah. I guess I guess that's fairest. Yeah, I think well anybody that takes that much of a step to go take a class and then to call in like this, I think you probably I, I think you probably true. have a little more interest than you probably think, you know. Why well, don't we try really why don't we just try try yeah. a commercial? See what happens. All right. I was I was reading through spot two. Okay. And uh just tell me when to start, I guess. Sure, any time. Just jump in. Any time you're ready. All right. Back to the old to-do list again. Let's see. Climb Mount Everest. Done. Snorkeling with the dolphins off the coast of Australia. Done. Skydiving in Borneo. Yep, that's checked off too. Barreling over Niagara Falls. Not too risky. How about discovering a land of lost caverns in the highlands of Costa Rica? Easily attractive to scenic wonders of beauty and mystery, which makes Ford caverns await. Hey, Jeff, Alice, what do you think of this? Why just travel when you can adventure travel? Call us today to book your next out-of-this-world road-seeker adventure. All right, John. That was awesome. Yeah. John, that was so good. Yeah, I got an applause. That was you. I gotta say, 
I'm ready to book my world thrill seeker vacation right now. What's the number? <laughs> very expressive. Bye bye. <laughs> yeah, very expressive, and um, I felt like you were a real guy thinking about doing this stuff. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Cool. How, how did, did you, you feel to- while you were doing it? How did I? Nervous. I'm shaking. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. You, you don't common. sound it. You don't sound it at all. Oh, I could feel my voice quivering. Glad it didn't pick up on your end. See, people are very critical of themselves, right? Yeah, that's the biggest thing. John, how many times did you? How many times did you look at that script? I think I read it about five or six times. Just to, okay. You know, I've been listening to the program. I came in about a half hour late. So, I mean, I've heard a lot of what you guys were saying. And I'm like, I grew up watching TV and listening to the radio anyway, you know, like most people. But I don't know how many people listen to it like I did. And I always just kind of, a lot of it I would mock afterwards. It's like, oh, that's such marketing, da 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 you know? <laughs> so, you know, I guess, I guess doing that, I picked up a bit of an ear maybe. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, and just... just me, myself, uh, I just always want to come across as true. Uh, so I think that's where the real comes in. That's uh, great. Doesn't sound, yeah, it doesn't sound like you're acting at all. It sounds like you're just talking. Right. Yeah, I like I, that. Exactly. Well, and that's, that's what it's supposed to be, right? I mean, this Correct. is like a conversation. Yeah, that was beautiful. Once we get rid of the nerves so that you're not thinking about yourself, it'll be even that much better. Well, I'm yeah, I'm nervous talking to people anyway. So. <laughs> oh. See, it doesn't do you shall we let him just read it one more time now that you're probably not as nervous. Are you as nervous as you were? Yep. When you first <laughs> what's that? I'm still nervous. No, oh. I was I can't remember if I said it, but I was just thinking, like, I think the best thing is just to to do it and do it and do it and get used to it. So it's not new and it's not so weird feeling uh, because it is unusual for so many people. Yeah, and you picked a spot that really is, I think, challenging. Really? I think think that spot's challenging. But it fits him well. Yeah, because he does sound like a hot dogger. I mean, I, my care, my care. What I mean is, you sound. I was trying to figure. I love theater to mind because I'm always trying to picture the person. And you could, you could, in my mind, be the kind of guy that does adventurous stuff like this. Are are you? Yeah, I'm sorry to cut in. We have. I'm just seeing. I'm looking at the clock. We have 90 seconds left, Stephen. Oh. I don't think we have time to get back to you, but. Nancy, why don't you give your contact information again? Hopefully we'll be doing another podcast so you guys can call back again and we'll do this again if you guys are interested, are you? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd yeah. be great. Yeah, my well my contact you can you can I, I have a website, it's nancywilsonvo.com and then my um if you want to see what I've done, and then it's n Wilson seven eight nine one at att.net for email nwilson7891 at att.net Okay, great. Uh, is that written down somewhere? 
Hey, Nancy, it was a pleasure. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I just want to say thanks to everyone, and thanks, Lisa. It was really a lot of fun. It was great. So you were, John, you were asking if it's written down anywhere. What I will do is in the, um, I'm going to edit the episode description, and I will, because I, I didn't have room in this description to put her address, so I will now, I'll cut back on some of the text in there. So it's 15 okay. seconds, and I will say goodnight to all of you. It has been so fantastic. Yeah, it's been uh, lots Nancy, of fun. Yeah, we must do this again soon. Yes, Thanks. for sure. Thank you all so much for Thank joining you. us. And check, yeah, check out Talkbox Radio, too. Uh, we are now off the air. So. Bye-bye. Take care. God bless. Bye-bye.